Chapter 19 The Red Flags Are Waving Too Rats in the Couch The Admiral reneges And a dog on the verge I have some news, Matteo said. I have been hired by the Admiral of the base in Reggio to teach his son to shoot. He will pay very well. Reggio? That is an hour away, I thought. He went on to explain that the Admiral's son was in need of some help. He had humiliated the Admiral with his lack of soldiering skills and the Admiral was hell-bent on bringing his son up to speed. He even set a goal enrolling him in a shooting competition on the base. The winner would be given high honours, which the Admiral's ego would thoroughly enjoy. Since Matteo's reputation was renowned in the area, the Admiral sought him out and asked him to work for him. Here I was, in my condo, by the ever-encroaching sea. If Matteo was working in Reggio, I would be alone a lot. I had to consider my next steps. Call it bad luck, bad karma, I don't know, but the propensity to be superstitious was never more keen. That gnome had to go. Tomorrow, I'd deal with him. I turned on the TV, poured a drink and tried to relax. It was so late and I was sad about Matteo having to teach that dolt to shoot. I thought about the properties of bergamot that lowered cholesterol. A lost opportunity indeed. I scanned my motives and was sure that they were pure. I just wanted to help people. Law and order plodding along on the television. Thank God for the predictability of that show. First half law, second half order. If only the world could be so clean. Then I heard that passionate thumping and pounding through the wall. I turned up the TV. Cleaning woman has a real racket, I thought. Just like everyone around here. I wonder if it is still the handyman, or if she had someone else by now. I think I fell asleep, but then I found myself grabbing the gnome from my garden and throwing it into the trunk of my car. I wanted to drive it to one of the landslide areas and throw it into the mud so it would be covered up and never seen again. Instead, I brought it to an ancient city along the coast. The old city had been around for 2,000 years. The city on the cliffs had fallen and was abandoned because of a massive earthquake in 1908. I had taken Maud and Damien there with an archaeologist to guide us, who told us the history of the town and an ancient Coptic sect who settled in the area. I walked up the ancient pathways carrying the gnome. I sensed that I understood why the inhabitants made churches underground carved out of solid stone. That is what I felt like doing, so no one could find me underground and invisible to the marauders. I would burn candles, and maybe then Mary would take me seriously. I climbed and climbed besides fallen walls and stone steps as old as Christ. Then I stood at a cliff edge which was rimmed with a stone wall. I threw the gnome with a little red cap right off it and into the air. He crashed to the bottom and broke into a million pieces. I opened my arms like I could fly. Then there was a scratching sound that distracted me and something poked my bottom side. I woke up and jumped off the couch. Toto had a nose pointing to the couch and started to bark. I threw up the cushion. Ah! A pile of cushion stuffing and a rat! Ah! The passion sounds on the other side of the wall stopped abruptly. The TV was blaring and Toto was barking. I ran to open the back door as the rat scurried to get away from Toto. It got out and I slammed the door behind it. Thoroughly disgusted, I employed Toto to shut up! It turns out that while I was away, since Matteo broke his ankle, he could no longer walk Toto. 
so he opened the door to the roof terrace to make sure Toto could get some air. Unfortunately, Toto was progressively becoming more and more agitated with his confinement. Matteo hired a dog trainer to help with Toto's behaviour. But one day, while they were out, the rats moved in through the open roof. God! The next day, apologetically, Matteo brought some workers to help me heave the couch out of the door and into the dirt alley behind the condo. Matteo said he would shop with me for a new couch and would pay for it. He was so sorry. Then it hit me. I didn't want a new couch. He asked the guys to move the patio couch downstairs, but something inside me was broken. I didn't care either way. I hired Elisabetta to clean the place. I planned to help her so that we could make sure all signs of the rats were gone. I saw Elisabetta talking to one of the workers, and he seemed interested in her. Oh, brother, I thought, she is a busy little bee. She needs her own place. Roxy came down the driveway. I hear you have rats. Just how did that happen? I wasn't quick to answer for fear of what I might say. Matteo walked away, not wanting to hear it from her. I learned later that she was paying way too much attention to him while I was gone. Maybe he was avoiding her for other reasons. The woman was trouble. I was surprised to see her take a personal interest in my rat problem but found out why soon enough. She said, Glenda has become a cat lady and has no fewer than 15 cats. I've asked her to start feeding some of them down here. I worried about Toto and the cats. She was either going to shepherd them or strew their guts all over the place. No thank you, Elisabetta and I are cleaning and I'll be keeping the doors closed. Don't worry. Well, she said, this area of the complex has been cited as having insufficient permits and it'll be under inspection starting next week. I don't want them finding vermin. You understand? These inspections are going to be billed to the Oasis. We will be sending out invoices. Again, I wasn't quick to answer. Later in the days, I helped Elizabeth clean. I started to fold my clothes. Instead of putting them in the dresser, I looked at my suitcase. When Elizabeth came in, she saw me packing my bags. Katie, are you leaving again? She asked. Yes, I'm going to Reggio to be closer to Matteo and have a think about my life choices. Matteo and I packed Toto into the car and headed to an Airbnb apartment in Reggio. Elisabetta, the cats and Roxy can have at it. As we drove out, I deposited the gnome that sadly hadn't broken into a million pieces on the rat-infested couch in the alley. The apartment in Reggio had a large balcony overlooking the marina. We had some blissful days relaxing in Reggio. Matteo would go back and forth to the base to teach the Admiral's son, and I would walk Toto by the marina. For the rest of the day, I was online beginning a partnership on a film in London. I could happily sit on the balcony and work online. It was perfect. Someone downstairs would have noisy, happy parties, and there was a friendly man who said, I just love dogs, as he saw Toto being brought in. Great, normal people, I thought. One evening, Matteo and I were just about to settle on the balcony with a nice bottle of red wine. First, I did a quick check of Facebook to see if I could find the status of the permit inspection. Really, I was hoping it was dragging out. I was enjoying being away. The inhabitants posted a long tirade about large concrete barriers that appeared under the access road that ran under the railroad underpass. They closed the road. Matteo, they closed the mirage. What? he said. My section of the oasis. Look. He clicked on several photos of the line of concrete barriers. It's good, Katie. Just stay here. In Reggio, he said. 
Matteo handed me my glass of wine and we stepped out of the balcony together. Beautiful sailboats were coming to the harbour. I extended my stay in the apartment, called Glenda. I wanted to inquire about the impending invoices that were coming for the inspection. I could hear a cat meow in the background. Oh, don't worry, no one has received any bills. The head of the new administration, you know, Octavia, she took control of the whole thing. Roxy won't say that because she's ruling by fear. That's an understatement. She also said most of the neighbours are staying away because of the barriers blocking the road. It is very quiet around here. I thought of Glenda rattling around and watering her garden alone. She had put everything she owns into that place. She won't be leaving. I could also hear wind chimes in the ocean as she complained. I thank God for Matteo. I plan to spend my days developing the film with the London team. Maybe fly back and forth and then Matteo and I could plan our lives together. The Admiral had other ideas for Matteo. He enticed him to come to the base more often with a promise of a more permanent job. He insisted that Matteo study to become a teacher, a military teacher. The Admiral's payments stopped coming, but he assured Matteo that he would help him to receive a much-needed pension payment that he had never received when he finished his military service as a young man. Matteo threatened to quit, but we added up the pension amount plus interest due, and it was a good sum that would take very good care of us. There were times when Matteo had to stay overnight at the base. The Admiral asked that he stay at the base overnight to be able to make an early session. He was not going to order the gates to open early just for Matteo. The Admiral was the new Roxy in our lives. One afternoon, I realised that I hadn't seen Matteo for a week. I took Toto out for a walk at the marina. She was a beautiful dog, and as we walked together, I could see that she needed to be outdoors more. It was funny. Her joy of freedom was something that I also was craving. We were both trapped. No, we were all trapped. It was a beautiful purgatory. Then the oddest things started to happen. Toto decided that she'd had enough of the apartment and made a stand. She started acting up whenever she saw our poor neighbour upstairs. The poor man considered himself a dog person too, but Toto disagreed. One day I came home and found the man stuck at the top of the stairs. Toto had gotten out and was poised at the bottom of the stairs growling at him. The neighbour said that earlier that day he had to climb down from the balcony to get out of his place. I'm so sorry, I don't know what has gotten into her, I said. But I knew that it was that intangible curse who entered the unsuspecting host. That evening I saged my place, remembering Maud's methods, also the dog, and then I filled a glass with clear water and prayed to Santa Clara and the Virgin Mary. I was going to exercise whatever had come over poor Toto. We needed saving. After that, I sat down to watch TV in my PJs when Toto started to growl as she sat next to me. I told her to shut up, but it got worse. It was getting scary, so I ran into the bathroom and closed the door for safety. She just stood outside the door growling. My phone was in the other room. Oh no.